Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. As always, right over there, you know who he is. I say it every week. It's my main <laughs> man, Reggie. <laughs> What's going on, Reg? Yo, yo, yo. What's happening, Ken? Not much, not much. I think we've got a uh, a, a busier than normal middle of the nah. season uh, podcast. Right, a little, little really? extra th- this week. Really, I I I don't think much has happened since the last time we talked, man. I mean, we lost to to Philly. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what I, I think the number one thing is. Did I miss something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for Washington fans that 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 follow closely Washington and, and and everything around Washington and and former players, they realize that Terrell Heineke is starting this week in Atlanta, and I'm sure everybody's wow. rooting for him. I'm sure everybody's rooting for him. <laughs> that, that, that's got to be it. That's got to be it, that's, right? That yeah. So that's what all the news about. I I, I heard there was a little bit of little chatter. And uh, so it's about the Taylor Heineke era starting in uh, Atlanta. Yeah, I don't, and, I don't think uh, there's anything else. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't <laughs> think so either, man. But I will say this, though, Go ahead. real quick about uh, if I'm an Atlanta Falcon fan and you drafted uh, Desmond Ritter mm-hmm. and now you're going to bench him for Taylor Heineke, man, I would be real concerned. You got problems. I think you got uh, some problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, I don't want to get into Atlanta's business because I haven't been watching that closely other than when we played. But I will say in the NFL, um, if you realize that you're, the quarterback that you have is not the guy, um, the best thing you can do is is, is move on. Um, Washington did that with uh, Haskins. And I, I think... It's in the it's in the franchise's best interest. Now you got to give a quarterback time, but when when you've made that determination, truly made that determination that he's not your guy, um, and I'm not saying that he's not down there in, in Atlanta, uh, but when you when you decide that he's not, and you've got to move on because quarterback is such an integral uh, position in this league that you can't have one dragging you down for years and years oh, and years. Oh, for sure, no, I I totally agree. But uh, Desmond Ritter. It's not injured. Right. He didn't get injured. Taylor came in, played well, and they're just going to leave it as a status quo. Now, this kid's getting benched. And so there's, there's, there's more to it than that. And, but to your point, I don't follow the Falcons closely like that. Um, I know it's been a there, lot of interceptions. I think he might be leading the NFL in interceptions. But well, we're just familiar with Taylor Heineke. Right. And if that's where you've turned to, um, I think he'll play well. And, you know, maybe we'll, yeah. you know, Drake London and uh, Kyle Pitts would be a little more happier with him, but uh, but anyway, good good for Taylor yeah, to yeah. be down in uh, Atlanta and uh, get an opportunity to start. So oh, I I just it just came across this wire that I saw. I don't know if you got anything to say about it uh, or comment about it, but there, there was a uh, a couple trades in Washington. I didn't even realize it. Uh, what? Yeah, no. Yeah. That's, uh, not, that's uh, not what we do. That's not I, what we do. I. I, I I don't. I haven't read. I've kind of stayed off of social media. Uh, we're joking around here, but when the when the trade announcements were made on Montez, uh, Sweat, and Chase Young, I mean, I saw the the uh, alert come in from ESPN, but I really didn't. I, I stayed off of Twitter. I stayed off of social media for the most part um, because I just kind of wanted to soak it in myself, and and, and I was. 
I looked up a few things that we can talk about here also. Um, and I didn't want to get too terribly influenced by other people initially. Um, but I would imagine it, uh, c- considering what we talked about on our last podcast, we didn't think that either one would get uh, traded. And no, now both of them have been traded. And I started to say, you know, when is the last time Washington traded anybody during the season? I don't yeah. recall. I'm sure we yeah, have. I, I don't recall. I, well, well, to be quite honest, team NFL teams trading at the trade deadline has recently been has something that seems to be a thing as of, as of late. Typically, the NFL has never really do much about trade deadline. They always tell you, right. you know, you can't bring someone in the middle of the season and expect for them to have an impact. So things like that typically happen in the all season, but. I'd say what within the past five years, you see a lot more of these trade deadline type trades. And so it's yeah. kind of becoming more commonplace. So the fact that Washington hasn't done anything like that um, in years past isn't as shocking just simply because it's not been a league wide thing. Right. But what's interesting is the fact that we don't typically participate in things like that, that happens around the league. So for us to be, uh, a little bit active at the trade deadline was a little surprising, but um, to your point, I think you and I were probably in the minority when it came to thinking that either of those guys would be trade traded. I think the majority of the people thought that at least one of them would be traded. And I, and then to take a step further, I think a lot of people are shocked that they both were traded. Right. So, so, but I'll I'll give you a chance, man, if you want to run down, I guess just kind of what the package is and then follow that up with uh, just kind of your, your reaction and your take on the trade. And uh, so the floor is yours, man. Sure. Sure. Um, Initially uh, I'll just kind of go down the list of how everything fell out. Not that I'm you know breaking any news here, but uh, Montez sweat was traded to the Chicago bears for a second round pick uh, this coming year. Um, As it sits right now, Chicago has the third pick in the draft. So that would be pick number three. 35 overall for Washington. So not quite a first round, but it's just outside uh, the first round as it sits right now. So uh, that was a a good move, a good pick. Um, Clearly, and and I would say for for Montez Sweat and Chase Young both, you know, there's a big question mark on whether Washington was going to try to sign either one of them. But Washington clearly made a decision that they weren't going to keep either one of them at the end of the season and decided to go ahead and get something now for him. Well, and, well, let me let me interject here on that. Yeah. Uh, I, I certainly won't cut you off when you give me your thoughts on it, but, yeah. but supposedly the team was interested in re-signing Montez Sweat. And when they when the market started to to get hot a little bit for Montez, the team felt like they couldn't uh, walk away from a high second round pick. So they 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 weren't intending to trade Chase, I mean uh, Montez, Montez. They, couldn't, they couldn't pass pass over such a pick that the Chicago Bears were offering. So that's why they make that deal. Well, I think not only that is is you know when, when you when your own player when you have your own player, you can talk you know all season long, all off season, all last year with the agent and get an idea of what the cost is. And so you know, my guess is with the cost of Montez and what they were wanting, 
wasn't didn't fit into their their budget and their plan along with you know a high draft pick for him um and so yeah so they so they pulled the trigger and montez is, is headed to the bears um then comes chase young uh, i don't know that beforehand i would have thought that chase young would have gotten more or less than montez i would have thought it'd been a little bit closer um, you can say Montez maybe got more because of in, you know lack of injuries and uh, you know some production all, but um, I would have thought that it would have been closer to the same. But uh, Washington traded him to San Francisco and got a we'll call it a third round pick, but it's wedged in between the third round and the fourth round. It's a compensatory pick. It's one of San Francisco's compensatory picks, um, and so. I, I would have thought that he would have gotten you a little bit more, you know, Grant, if they would have given you your, their third pick, they're going to be towards the end. So you're only talking about moving up five spots, maybe three spots. Um, but, but anyway, that that's what they ended up getting on uh chase. Um, again, clearly they weren't interested. I'm going to say clearly they weren't overly interested in keeping chase or they wouldn't have had his, you know, they, they let the option for the fifth year. They didn't, they didn't pick that up. So it was kind of a prove it and whatever he did, didn't prove that it was worth re-signing him next year or, or he did he to, to the, uh, to the franchise, he was worth a, a compensatory third and they were fine with that. Well, you, as you said, you stayed off social media. I did not. So I've been listening and reading and all those types of things. And uh, it, it, it has become clear that outside of the D.C. area or the commander fan base, Chase Young is regarded fairly high among a lot of people. Agreed. And I think as, as fans, we know that that's because his name his his uh he's a blue blood player a blue chip player out of uh Ohio State number 2 pick overall in the draft and you hear the name Chase Young and us fans that have seen Chase over the past uh four four and a half years understand that he's Chase Young in name only um has he been a bust no not even not even I'm, I'm not even going to go there the kid is still productive but he's not lived up to the expectation I think that most people would have had out of a second round pick. And second knowing overall he was, pick, not second, second round. overall pick. Second sorry, overall. sorry, second overall pick, and knowing that he was going to command a a high salary. Which, to your point, they probably had an idea of where his his agent wanted. Uh, we failed to mention this on the podcast, um, but Chase Young and Montez Sweat both have the same agent. Right. So. They have an idea of where Washington was going to be talking money-wise, and probably Washington had an idea of where they were talking money-wise. But it, it has turned out that from a national perspective, everyone thought that Washington would be able to get more for Chase Young. But the, but the reality of it is teams were supposedly scared based on his injury. There's still concerns about his overall health, coming back from the knees, the neck and just being injury prone. So right. teams were a little reluctant to, to give a lot for a guy who may be a nine game rental. 
Now, fans were complaining about it, and I, it just never failed to amaze me that people want to say, that's all they got for Chase. Well, I'm pretty sure that if somebody would have gave him a first, they would have damn sure took it. Right. So the fact that they traded Chase Young for a third should tell you, dummy, that that's probably about is where the market was for Chase Young. Right. What you should be looking at is the fact that they were willing to trade Chase for a third should tell you that there must be something else going on with Chase Young that the team that drafted him number two overall was willing to move on from. That's what you should be focused on, not the fact that they only got a third. But at any rate, supposedly teams were scared off or had concerns about his injury, and that's why the market was a little bit lower for him as opposed to Montez Sweat. So that was the bit that you yeah. was missing by not being on. on, on uh, yeah, and, and, and I think when you look at both of them also and what the teams that they went to, and what those teams, where they sit right now. I mean, clearly, Chicago is rebuilding, right? And Chicago has a has a lot of money uh, in 2024 in their salary cap. If they're not the highest, they're the second highest. Um, okay. And so they've got money. You know, I think they went and got Montez, and it wouldn't surprise me in the next week or two if they announce that, They've got uh, a contract worked out, and and it wouldn't surprise me uh, if they've already been talking. I mean, I would think that would be probably part of the deal. Go ahead, Reg. Nope. So again, because you know I'm your boy. You know I got your back. So so this is where we're going to say. Main you man. That's right, man. That's it. <laughs> so you've been off, and uh, apparently they've already talked to Montez about potential signing, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said he's not interested in doing anything quickly he needs to basically see how things play out so although chicago probably wants to do a long-term deal montez is basically saying let me just see how this plays out because right. he may decide to want to enter free agency and play the market and still end up in chicago right. or he may say find out and see who's willing to pay him more and, and maybe willing to go back because supposedly he wanted to go to atlanta by the way he's okay. from the area they talked about the you know, remember he missed some games due to the passing of his mom and I think his brother or something. And he, he grew up around the Atlanta area. And so he was hoping to go back to Atlanta because supposedly Atlanta was one of those teams that was interested in that had, I think, offered a third round and it had the chance to become a second round, which is why Chicago supposedly stepped in and just said, we'll give you a second round pick. But Chase, apparently, not Chase, Montez supposedly had wanted to go to Atlanta. Again, money talks. Let's be honest, money talks. Yeah. So at the end of the year, if Chicago's willing to pay him the, pay him the bag that uh, Atlanta's not willing to do, then he may stay in Chicago or he may go to a completely different team. But he basically it, it, said yeah. to, to the local media there that he's not thinking about anything right now. He just wants to get in here and see how things play out. And, and that's so a big there is no contract on the table. And, and that's a big shocker because, you know, Chicago's not in the playoff run. So why would you why would you give him up a second round for him that isn't going to matter this year? You know, you're trying to get him there so you can do all the negotiating now and, and like I said, potentially yep. get a two, three, four, five-year uh, uh, signing of him. And so if he leaves, man, what a what – what an idiotic move by Chicago. Um, now, Chase Young is a totally different deal, right? Um, the 49ers have their own third-round pick, 
and they have not one but two compensatory picks uh, next year. So they're giving up one compensatory pick. And for that, they get Chase Young, who's in the rotation of an already very strong defense, and they're doing it to make a run for the Super Bowl. Um, to get to give up a third round pick for you to uh, take your dominating defense at times, take it to the to another level, um, or add another you know, you know a bullet in the gun type of uh, phrase. Um, n- not a bad choice for them. Not a bad choice. Um, even if he doesn't sign, if Chase doesn't sign, and they if they just make it to the Super Bowl, it was worth that third round pick. Um, yeah, yeah. Supposedly, uh, again, not watching the 49ers very, very closely. Um, supposedly, the back end of the defense is where they have trouble. And so, although they can ha- they can dominate a game, their their defense is not played up to par. Right? They've played great, but they've not played up to par. And so, supposedly, they're trying to stack and get their solidify their defensive front. Because the Bosa is getting double and triple team. And so right. now they're wanting to allow a guy like Chase to be able to kind of feast a little bit. But again, the expectation is because naturally Chase Young's the number two overall pick. Now you get him one on one, he should be able to feast, right? Well, you talk to any Washington fan, we'll tell you Chase Young one on one doesn't doesn't feast on anybody. He can make some plays, he can do well, but he's not gonna be that beast with one on one coverage like you think he's going to be. But that doesn't mean he's not going to play well in this scheme. I'm not saying that he won't be good for the 49ers. However, supposedly that was the mindset and why they chose Chase Young, so they can get more pressure on the quarterback because the back back end of their defense is bad. So their front seven between their linebackers and hopefully their defensive front will make it easier for the back end of the defense. Well, and and that's exactly what I was going to – kind of what you – briefly commented on there is what the 49ers have that Washington doesn't. Um, I mean, I I think their defensive line overall is better than Washington's. Um, But what, what, what they have also that helps their defensive front uh, is their linebackers. They're they're, they've, they've got a fantastic set of linebackers. So now chase can, he can freelance, when you've got a safety valve of, of some linebackers that just fly through the, you know, fly through there. And if chase only has to worry about one thing about getting to the quarterback, he doesn't have to maintain his, his lane. He doesn't have to worry about a gap. You know, sometimes he, he will, it's not all the time, but if a lot of times if he just, you know, balls out and, and goes for it, they got linebackers right there that are ready to make the plays. And that's not the case in Washington. Washington is extremely weak at linebacker. And so, Again, I, I think we may see a little bit more from Chase because of that in San Francisco. Um, what well, the so scheme, the scheme may highlight, may allow him some flexibility and allow Correct. him to be creative and make some more plays. And so it may show up on the highlight reel that he's balling in San Francisco. But again, I, I don't, I don't wish nothing bad for these guys. In fact, I hope they go off and have good yeah. careers, man. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, I, I agree. On um, that kind I, of deal. Um, I will say uh, there was also a rumor. I mean, it sounded like it was a confirmed rumor that the Cleveland Browns were interested in bringing back Jacoby Brissett for a sixth round pick, but Washington, I guess, chose not to do it. Uh, Your thought on that, Reg? 
Um, you know, I get it. I mean, I think what the value that Jacoby Brissett brings to the quarterback room um, for Washington in the in the, uh, the the growth for Sam Howell, I think, was not worth a, a late round pick for Washington. Um, you know, I'm I'm in the camp right now of letting this thing just kind of tear it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this trying to push for the playoff narrative that Ron keeps talking about, we got nine games left and, you know, the NFC is everybody's bunched up together and all this, you know, even if we make it, we're not good enough to, to make any noise. So for right. me, we're going to end up being in the middle of the pack once again. So this, so keeping Brissett around to, in case we're in the hunt and then if, if Sam gets injured, Jacoby can keep this team going, keep us going where? Keep right. us going to 500? I mean, so for me, outside of the, 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 the teaching Sam and helping Sam, I say trade the damn, trade, trade him back, man, because he's on a one-year deal. Yeah. So get you another fifth or sixth round pick, and you can use that and trade up and get you a fifth or something. I don't know. But to me, I, I probably would have made the trade or try to get something better for Jacoby. I don't know what all teams were offering for Jacoby. I don't I can't imagine it was a fourth round pick, but certainly get the draft capital and keep it moving. Um it, it's funny cuz what I, I would have done. Yeah, I would say that uh if I didn't know any better, you you know, we were sitting in the in the same room together and you were looking at my notes. You were, you were cheating, you know, like you know, like you did back, you know, back in uh, middle school. Um Never cheated. <laughs> We got video proof, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's very grainy. It's a very grainy video, but uh, but he was looking off of Billy's paper. I know he was. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yes, I, I agree. I I would have probably pulled the trigger and gotten any draft capital that I could at this point. And the only exception is exactly what you said: is if I felt that there was enough value in him helping out Sam Howell be the quarterback that we hope he can be in the future, um, that would be the only, 100%, the only reason why I would have kept him. Anything other than that, you know, uh, Sam goes down. I don't, I don't, at that point, I don't care who's the quarterback. Um, you know, we're just going to finish out the season with, yep. you know, pick it up, pick it up, whoever. Uh, suppose, supposedly it was the, the teaching and helping the growth of Sam Howe is supposedly the reason they didn't want to trade him. So yeah. and, and you want to, and you want a veteran quarterback for that. Even if he's a, a veteran backup quarterback, you still want that in the NFL. Um, yes. I, I made the, the, the joke to you after uh, Montez and, and, and Chase Young were gone. I was like, man, hurry up and uh, trade uh, Cameron Curl. And that way we won't have any hard decisions with our own players in free agency. Cause he's, he's the, the third of the, of the big name free agencies for Washington uh, that, that Washington is going to have to make a decision on. And so, you know, uh, while I'm sure Cameron doesn't like to see his, his friends uh, chase and Montez go, I, I, I bet you in the back, of, you know, later that evening, he's like, Hmm, maybe, maybe this makes it a little bit easier for me to, to get my money. Um, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, no doubt. I mean, no they're doubt. going to sign him, but he's got to be sitting there saying it's a little bit easier now. That, that money has to get I mean, divided up. You know, there's less people here to divide that money up with. Yeah. I mean, he may not have thought that right away, but I think as the dust settle, correct. And he gets a couple of days removed from this. Probably. Cause, cause for all we know, 
this may spurn some conversation with his agent now because now this move is, these moves have been made. So now we know we're not having to decide whether or not we're going to commit 20 million, 20 plus million dollars a year to, to a defensive end. And uh, because the guys that are on the, on the roster right now aren't making that kind of money. And, you know, even if you draft somebody next year uh, or go into free agency, you can go ahead and get Cam Curl's numbers on the books. But, but the cool thing about this man is uh, when it's all, all settled, Washington ended up with three picks in the top 50. Correct. Right. Which, which is great. And they've, they now have five picks in the top 100, which again, gives you some bargaining chips and some ways to move around. Um, which is going to be asked, which draft assets. Um, there's everyone's talking about the $90 million in cap space that Washington is going to have next year, which again is great, but we also have a ton of undrafted. I'm, I'm sorry. We have a ton of uh, free agents and I'm not saying that they're going to sign a lot of these guys, but you can't let everybody walk because you still got to fill your roster out. So I think the, the FA Abados, the Casey two heels, the James Smith Williams, the cam curls, uh, all of these guys um, are going to be looking for paydays along with Washington probably being players in free agency, unless after the season they decide to tear this down a little bit more and and get more draft capital. So they won't use a lot of that cap space, um, but a lot going on. Yeah. Um, um, I just kind of want to give a little bit of take myself on this whole deal, man. I, I, I was okay with this. I, I felt like Washington needed to do this. I, I I talked about it a little bit on social media, and I was talking to some other people about it. And and I quoted Eric Benemy when he talked about being comfortable being uncomfortable. And you started this podcast asking him, does Washington do this? No, we don't. But you know what? With the new ownership group that we have, and these guys invested $6 billion, man, and they're not investing $6 billion for things to be status quo. And for Josh Harris and some of those guys that have been Redskins fans growing up, they know what they're what they're chasing. They know what the bar is. Right. And the bar is not being 500 year in and year out. And so they're coming in, especially with Josh Harris going through the process and now Philadelphia being a perennial playoff team every year, competitive, top four in the Eastern Conference, having home court advantage during the playoff with a chance to try to go win an NBA championship. That's what they're trying to create here, guys. So guess what? That means trading away some of your favorite players. That means trading away guys that you thought were going to end their careers here, and that's not the case. Those guys that you're referring to are the, are the guys that allow you to get draft capital and allow you to hit reset. And, and so these moves were necessary. Yeah. Um, and Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, and so, so for me – I have always maintained that I thought letting Chase Young walk, letting him keep in Montez was probably the way I would have gone. But the fact that they traded Montez Sweat for a high second round pick, man, I can't knock that at all. But what I do know is this defense has been together for four years. And this defense, as I've said a hundred times over these podcasts, that this defense underperforms year in and year out. I don't care how they finished statistically. My eye test tells me we're not a good defense. We, we, we play well, and we, we stack numbers when we play poor offensive teams or bad quarterbacks. But when it's time for us to make 
for this defense to make a case and play against the top offenses in the league, we get killed. We get cooked. And right, right now, averaging probably giving up 30 points a game, you can't leave the defense the way it is. It, it's You got to shake it up. And I'm not saying that Chase Young and Montez are bust, but we, there was no way in hell that they can continue with these same four guys. And, and it never – I can never – understand how or why and we're about to find out but when chase and montez or chase was out and casey two hill and and abada and all those guys that kind of fill in opposite of, of montez sweat somehow the defense just played well and i'm not saying that they're better than chase young but you know what the proof was in the pudding my eye test told me that defense looked a hell of a lot better and it's no different than when when uh, 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 the cornerback from last year, the top free agent, they 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 re- they traded the guy, they released him, Jackson, uh, Jackson, and all of a sudden the defense start playing a little bit better. It's like sometimes, sometimes, man, you can get addition by subtraction here, and and I wonder specifically with Chase, is this a situation where there's addition by, addition by subtraction because not long after Chase was released, um. Adam Silver, I think is his name, released a report talking about how sources and coaches within the locker room talked about how Chase Young was undisciplined. He had a lot of bad habits and he did a whole lot of freelancing. And supposedly that do your job sign that Ron put in the locker room was aimed at the D line, but primarily Chase Young. And we've talked about how he freelanced a lot. Right. But Talent or no talent, man. If he was out there just wrecking offenses while he was out here freelances, you can, you, you can deal with that. But Chase Young's stats are very similar to Casey Tuhill, and they are not the same athlete. And they, and they don't play from, as much. They don't play the same amount either. And, he, and K, right. Casey doesn't play near as much. Correct. But yet his numbers are just as good as Chase. And so, again... I'm not going to pay a guy $20 million when I'm getting the same production out of, out of, out of another defensive end. Right. Right. And, and I, I know it sounds like I'm hating on Chase, but what I didn't like for Chase, if Chase out here freelancing, man, this can't work. And, and so addition by subtraction, I was totally 100% okay with these moves, man. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I think, um, you know, the, a couple things here. Uh, I, I don't expect the defense to drop off terribly um, because we, we've so seen either. it, right? We've seen it in the past. Now, granted, it was for four or five games, but the defense was playing well when Montez and Chase were both out. And we thought, man, if they're playing this well now, they weren't perfect. They weren't dominating. But if they're playing the, this well now, when Chase and Montez come back and they go up another level, man, there's going to be something special. And it never happened. It, it, it never, never happened. happened. They were never difference makers. Did they get sacks? Yeah. D- did they get, you know, when we were up by one and the other team had the ball with a minute and a half to go, uh, Montez and, and Young, where were they? R- rarely were they making an impactful play. Um, and, and that's what I want. That's what I want when I'm paying the defensive end 22, 24, 25 million dollars, like they're probably going to be asking and potentially getting. 
Um, hey, if they can get the money, go get it. Um, but I think what else this does, this trade does, you talked about the draft picks that we have. You know, if you go with our own draft picks, um, that gives us five in the top 100, um, yes. three in the top 50. We, you mentioned about having roughly $90 million in salary cap. Um, if Josh Harris and crew decide to get rid of our current GMs and our current coaches, one, we got new ownership, Dan Snyder, the anchor, the poison is gone. All the negativity, uh, all the negativity yes. is gone. Josh Harris has a track record with the other teams that he has, that he has owned, right? That you, they see how successful they are, that they make the right moves, that they, they let the coaches and the GM do the work. He's not at a, I'm not saying that he's not involved, but he's not an intrusive owner. Um, and so with all those draft picks and the, Young quarterback, uh, the, the 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 cap, and then you can evaluate your, the quarterback here at the end of the year. Now you've got a chance at one of the higher profile GMs, one of the higher profile coaches. You're you're a destination that people might want to go to rather than, well, I don't have any anywhere else to go. I guess I'll go to Washington, and that's how it feels, how it's felt, and how it seems like it's been. There's been no evidence otherwise. I mean, when, when you look at uh, some of the quarterbacks, the, the the big name free agent quarterbacks, they were never tied to Washington. Never. Uh, that could possibly change now. Um, so time will time will tell. But there's a change here, and everything is reflective of change in a positive way for the future, as far as I see it at this moment. Uh, yes, the, you, you got to hire the right GM. You got to hire the right coaches and and have the right approach. Um, but got to make the right draft picks. Correct. Right? They but, still but, got a job to do, but it's an attractive job now uh, to come. And, to and I will say once again, you know, we, we you know, when Josh Harris and crew came on, they've, you know, we, we talk about the honeymoon being over. Well, the honeymoon is over and they're doing something right. <laughs> right. They, yeah. they did everything right. PR wise, just small little things, recognizing, uh, you know, bringing in players, doing everything for the fans. And now they're looking at the future of the team to be successful by making these kind of moves. They're not just resting and going, yep, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with it at the end of the season. They see an opportunity and they're going for it to, to right. improve the team in the future. So right. I think once again, Josh Harris and the leadership are, are have, done a, done a great job under the circumstances that they're in at this moment. Yes. And as you see over my shoulder here, I got my Chase Young poster here. You know, uh, I'm going to have to do something with it. He doesn't play for us anymore, but uh, I'll keep it, you know. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you see it hanging up there, man. I had high hopes for the guy, and I wish him all the best, man. But sometimes a change in scenery, you know, is good for everybody. You know, you hope that Chase Young continues to grow as a person and as a player, and maybe as a as a pro, he may realize, you know, yeah, I was the number two overall pick, man. But guess what? They'll move you too. 
Right. And so he may learn from this experience and be a better player for the 49ers or wherever team he goes, because if he doesn't do what he needs to do in San Francisco, think about it. He'll be on his third team in two years. Yeah. And that ain't a good look, man. Right. People start questioning more than just your knees. When all of a sudden you can't stick with the team that drafted you number two overall, a team traded for you, especially a place like San Francisco and their organization. And then they chose not to offer you a contract extension. I'm, I got a lot more questions to be asking about the chase young. So, but let's just hope he grows up as a pro man. Chase the next RG3, right? (laughs) But but my point being, let's just hope he grows up. Second round pick, both had knee injuries, left here, went somewhere briefly, and then never. Number two overall pick, not second round pick. You did like that. Did I say the same thing again? They're both both, uh, number two picks. Uh, Yeah. But but maybe he'll, like I said, man, maybe this will be a a wake-up call from him from the perspective because – Right, wrong, or indifferent, man. When 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 people leave, you start hearing things, and there's already been words, things coming out that Chase was a little bit worried about getting the bag. He was worried about making the plays, doing all these things for himself, and it was kind of a uh, he wasn't quite playing playing as a as a leader and a and a good teammate. Although he was always rah rah guy on the sideline, but when it came time to play, he seemed to do a little bit more of the Worried about me only and not for the team. And, well, he, uh, he even did that when he missed uh, training camp. Absolutely. Uh, and, and went and was filming commercials and, and and publicly said, you know, I'm out there making money. I'm trying to get the bag. Try, so, trying to get the money. So, hey, so there you go. But so, uh, but anyway. But now we turn the page on on that because hey, they're not on the team anymore. Coming up. Well, they're not on the team anymore. Uh, and we're moving on to the Patriots and I, you know, for the last 20 years, I never thought I would say this, but the two and six Patriots, uh, it, 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 is Bill Belichick still there? I, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't think, uh, I, I didn't ever think I would see the Patriots be two and six. Not that they would be a still without Brady would be a, uh, Super Bowl caliber team. You know, you have ups and downs, but not two and six. I was hoping for it. I can't say that I thought I'd see it, especially, <laughs> especially not with a, a Bill Belichick-led team. But I was certainly hoping for it because I've never, ever, ever been a big New England Patriots fan, as you as you personally know this. But, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not a fan of New England. I, I, I don't like Bill Belichick. I didn't like Tom Brady. And so I never – I always rooted against them. Um, and so, so, yeah, so the fact that they're two and six, I'm kind of happy about it. Yeah, yeah, they, I, you know, okay. yeah, they, they, they've they've lost uh, four out of the last five. Surprisingly, their one win was against the Bills. Um, and throughout the season, uh, their, their defense has played has played solid. It has been a dominating defense, like like Belichick has put together some years. Um, but from an offensive perspective, they've only scored twenty points. I'm sorry, they've only scored over twenty points one time all season long uh they're averaging 15 points a game um uh matt jones has has struggled i mean clearly when you're those kinds of numbers uh you're, you're anything and everything on your offense is struggling uh but he's he has uh nine touchdowns to eight interceptions uh that's not a, a ratio that you want I, um on third down conversions uh they're only 34 percent uh when i talked about washington uh, last week or two, 
that they were down at that level and it, it made for ugly football as we watched. Um, and so you know, a lot of their struggles, you know, you, you could almost take from an offensive perspective, you could take all, take their uniforms in and, and put burgundy and gold on them. And, and ah. it, it'd be lot, it'd be, there would be some similarities, some Don't similarities. Say it. Don't say um, that, man. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're doing a two back, uh, primarily a, a two running back system with Stevenson and the old uh, Cowboys running back uh, Zeke Elliott. And, uh, but, but they're not doing that great. They're, they're both averaging under four yards a carry. I, again, this leads to their overall offensive struggles. Um, yeah. Um, you know what, man? Um, I looked at some of the things about New England, and they're not very good. At the end of the day, they're not a very good football team. Uh, there's been questions about Matt Jones, whether or not he's the guy. He's been pulled a couple times during the games. Uh, but but uh, Bill Belichick continues to come back to him. Um, I had kind of forgot that Zeke played for them until yeah. I <laughs> looked him up a little bit. There's almost no yeah, He's right. not making any noise up there, um, as as we know. And then, <laughs> you know, quite honestly, I think he wound up in New England because New England was probably one of the few teams that offered him a contract. Correct. So it's not that he wanted to go there and, and 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 do some things, but it's because that was probably where they offered the most money or even maybe just an opportunity. Um, it is shocking that a Bill Belichick-led team um, is this bad. Clearly, everyone thinks that all the success that they had there tends to lean more toward because of Tom Brady as opposed to Bill Belichick. But what this should prove to people is no matter how much, even a great coach needs good players, right? right? And and so with that, Bill Belichick doesn't have good players because he's not, he, I guarantee he's not coaching any different. He, right. he hasn't forgotten how to coach. And 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 the team his the teams in his division have continued to improve because they set the bar every year. New England was winning the uh, the, the division, the AFC East division, and Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets were just trying to get up there and, and compete. And all those teams have improved. Yeah, Miami's better, Buffalo's better, and New York is not a pushover. I mean, they they're struggling with the the quarterback position, but well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers was supposed to. Yeah, have remedied that, but uh, and so now New England is the the bottom dwellers of that division, and it's a little bit shocking to see from a Bill Belichick led team, right? And uh, so, so it'll be interesting. I I don't think that this is going to be a cakewalk for us. Which again, I said before, there's no team that's a cakewalk yeah. uh, uh, for Washington because hell, we're we're, we're somebody's cakewalk. Um, uh, going Hopefully into not game, New England this week. We we said that against New York, man. Uh, yeah, I, I said hopefully. I said hopefully. So. Uh, a, a couple things also uh, on the other side of the uh, for the Patriots on the other side on their on their defense. Uh, one of the their, their defense has played well th this season overall. Uh, but one of the big things is, is they've only uh had seven turnovers they've only created between fumbles and interceptions they've only been able to get seven turnovers all season long um if if you if you saw what the giants approach was to washington 
get ready for more of that. They are the third highest blitzing team. Uh, they're and, and they're just a notch. I mean, just a, a small notch below what the Giants do on blitzing. They they blitz over forty percent of the of the of the passing plays or of the plays. Period. Um, so hopefully, you know, Washington has made some adjustments with their offensive line. I don't know if they're going to maintain that this week. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing that they are based off of a little bit better play last week, but we'll, we'll see at the end of the, at the end of the week, um, how they, how they lay out the starting offensive line. Um, and then, and then their, their run D, uh, run defense is one of the best. I think they might be they're in the top five. Um, we, we don't run the ball anyway. So it's okay. Yeah. And, and, but they're, but they're only allowing 3.4 yards. So I would imagine if that's all, you know, if we're averaging, uh, those similar numbers or less that the enemy is going to eat, is going to throw the ball even more. Uh, but yeah, yeah we know, don't, we don't time, ball, time will so tell, time will tell. And, and, yeah, I and I, and I saw a stat, um, earlier today, because I know there's been some talk about, uh, Sam Howell not being under center. He's taking everything out of, uh, in, in the shotgun. Um, the NFL overall is, just over 70% in shotgun these days. That's all plays. That's handoff plays, passing plays, everything. It's 70% uh, in shotgun. So the, the league is changing. When you see Sam and, and if you – I'm not one of them that really cares one way or the other, but if you're one that says, you know, I want him under center and, you know, he'll be able to, whatever, read the defense differently, you know, as he's backing up uh, – he can he can read and see what people are doing. Whatever your reasons are on that, uh, the rest of the league is is doing basically what Sam is doing as well. So, <laughs> not not that okay, it matters, I, but I've heard I've heard yeah. I've out in social media I have seen people criticize him for always being in shotgun, and I I've never never had a problem with it. Um, you know, when he's successful, he's successful, and when he's not, I never blamed it on. <laughs> Uh, being in shotgun or being under center. So. Yeah, I, I guess the only thing about being under center gives you is the ability to, you don't know if it's a run or pass. But like I said, we don't run the ball anyway, so I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Um, God, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something about New England. Um, I didn't have it written down. I had something in my mind that was, as you were talking. Uh, uh, ready? Related to their blitzing, their run D, uh, turnovers. Uh, trying yeah, to, I don't remember. Trying to, I don't remember. Trying to, yeah, trying to jog my mind here, but that, that's okay. But, yeah, you know, I will say this, though. A lot of those stats, man, about what a team has coming into our game, we we know we we, we <laughs> you know, they're going to double those stats against us, right? They're going to get yeah. sacks. They're going to probably get some turnovers. They're going to. All the things that they don't normally do, they're going to do against us because that's just what happened. We're street busters, man. Well, we, so, we meet we meet the standard of the of the people that we play. You know, um, the, the the good teams. Even if we if we lose, it seems like we play them better. Uh, you know, not yeah. not Buffalo, but uh, but then the bad teams, we we will play equally or bet or worse than they will just to uh, play at their level. Um, yeah. So. Uh, before, before we get to the, 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 the hottest segment on, uh, most popular the podcast segment. universe, 
Uh, anything else you want to cover? Take care of? No, nah, not really, man. Not really. Just new. Just just to re- reiterate, it's a new era in Washington, man. New yes. era in Washington, and I'm and I'm here for it. And, and and this this might even influence this upcoming segment. I, I you never know. You never know with with Reggie, but it's time, guys. What's your name? What's your number? What's your confidence level that Washington walks away with a win? And <laughs> you go Reggie, first. You want me to go first? You go first. Well, um, you know, it, it, it's a head scratcher. Um, wh- whatever I say, it's probably going to be the opposite. If I say we're going to play tough, we won't. Uh, but I, I think from a defensive perspective, it's going to be a little bit, I don't know about a wake up call is right. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little, a little shot in the arm, little, we, we know that the people that are there know that they're there. They know that they're, they're going to try and make a, a, a get a paycheck next year, right? If, if you're not, if you're not paying these two guys, there's a lot of money out there. There's a lot of opportunity out there. And you know the the, the two hills and and uh, Abadas and and others that you always want to play more. Well, here's your opportunity. Whether, whether you're making money in Washington or you're making money somewhere else, go earn that paycheck. Go earn that paycheck. Um, so I think defensively, I think we're going to play a little bit better. We are playing against a what has been a weak offense. Um, and so the, the two of those combined, I think they're going to play better. Um, offensively, I, I'm, I'm interested in how they pick up the blitz, right? Um, Bel, one, one thing Belichick can do is put, put together some schemes uh, for, that hurts young quarterbacks. And you know, we don't have the greatest of offensive line, clearly, and we have a young quarterback. So you know, this may be a, a, a low-scoring game overall. But I see Washington come out of this um, from a confidence level. I'm going to put it. I'm going to go ahead and do the point, the decimal system here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with a. I'm going to go with a six point five. That that almost feels a little bit high, um, but I'm going to go ahead wow. with a, with a six point five to go up into New England and walk away with a win on this. Wow. Okay. And people will say. See, didn't need Chase, didn't need Montez after all. Man, what a great move that was by yeah. Josh Harris and crew. That they well, never, I'll be they, the, they never I'll missed be the, a step. I'll be first to say, man, letting letting good talent walk out of the door is never a good thing. But in this case, I think it is. Um, I I do tend to think that the Trading away players would be a wake up call for a lot of people, because even if even if you were not traded, it let you know that the new ownership ain't playing around. And although you were not traded at the trade deadline, you still may not be here next year because they're going to continue to evaluate over the next nine weeks. So, although you you didn't have to change locker, change address this week, come January you still might. But with that, it never fails that when mate, when teams and organizations have shakeups, they tend to have that 
that circle the wagon, that rally, rallying that you're referring to. And I think the defense will play better. And I think the offense may play a little bit better uh, overall. That do your job mantra that Ron Rivera um, talked about, you know, Casey Tuhill, you know, J- James Smith, Williams, F.A. Bottle, those guys who were obviously with low round picks, uh, fighting to be on the roster, fighting for playing town time. Those guys were the epitome of do your job. They just came in and did their job, and somehow the defense just seemed to work better. Absolutely. Which is which is why I I, I kind of lean toward this addition by subtraction mindset with the with uh, the trading of the two star defensive ends. Um, but at the end of the day, New England is not a good team. But I also know my team, which is Washington. So with the combination of all of that, Ken, I was probably going to say a three. But given everything that I just said, it allows me to bump my number up to a four. I don't have a whole lot of confidence that this team, with everything that I just said, will still put together a win because I've seen it enough to know that when we thought they should, they didn't. When we thought they could, they didn't. When we thought they would, they didn't. So this is one of those weeks where they should, and I don't know if they will. And so because of that, my confidence is not high. I, I do think the recipe and the ingredients are there for them to win, but this segment is about my confidence, and my confidence is not very high. So I'm going to bump it from a three to a four that Washington gets to win. Wow. I will say that against a bad New England team, if your confidence level is only a four, that might be the highest the rest of the year. Um, because we, we, we still play a lot of good teams. We play more good teams than we play mediocre or bad teams well, the rest of the season. And, and, and that's fair, but let me just say this, and I, and I forgot to add, and then they're playing against Bill Belichick, and that's another reason that makes me concerned. But to your point, though, until I, I said it before, until I see something different, because right now I don't have any confidence in this team. Sure. So over the next few weeks, all of a sudden the offensive line continues to play well. The offense gets better. The defense improves like I think you and I tend to think that they will because I think the defense is going to look better, right? right? And so you and I will probably be in the majority because I think fans are fans tend to be addicted to the big name. Now there's no really no big name on our defense. And so, but for me, is I don't care about the big name. Can you get it done? Right. And does does the defense play well? And so I think the defense is going to play play better throughout the rest of the season. And if the offense continues to improve and get better, because again, we've all said if our defense gets better, that's going to help our offense. And all of a sudden, right. Washington starts looking better as a team. Then my number may go up. As of right now, I'm not confident that they're going to do that just yet and put it all together. Because it's like defense does okay, offense sure. is terrible, offense is is good the defense and it's just they've never been able to put together a good complete game and you can you can make the argument that they played well against philly and all that but the defense still gave up 30 points right 34 in the first game and 38 in the second game so they haven't done it as a as a complete game yet 
and until oh, I see that, yeah, yeah. I mean, my my six point five might be you know the 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 knucklehead confidence level. You know, uh, I'm, I be, might be knucklehead of the week with a with a confidence level that high, no matter who Washington is playing. Um, because to your point, our our track record is not good. W- win or lose, our track record <laughs> has not been good. Um, as yeah. far as looking looking good on the field. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. And you know, hopefully we'll come out of this with a with a win. And not only just a win, uh ho- hopefully we see some some spark somewhere. Um, I would love to have been a fly on the wall after Chase, after everybody found out, you know, in the locker room that, that they're they're you know doing some lifting and rehabbing and mas- getting their massages and icing down and everything that they're doing on you know, Mondays and Tuesdays, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in the locker room when everybody realized both of them were going and they all had to have big eyes and going, holy cow, what is going on here? Um, yeah. Kind of kind yeah. of mentality approach. Um, yeah. Said Josh so, ain't playing around. Nope. Nope. You better. You. I, I bet you there's a little bit extra focus this year. I, this week i don't know if uh it, it'll show on the field but I, I would imagine there's there's a little bit extra focus uh watching film and running your routes a little bit sharper and and you know all those little things that you do that you just kind of casually doing you're you're not goofing yeah. off quite as much yeah. sit, sitting up straight in the in the chair yep. in the meeting room yeah yep. not not slouched yep. down in there yeah yeah and that's good hey whatever I, works man i agree 100 100 uh you got anything else today reg I don't have anything else, man. Just other than let's thank the fans for the folks that are listening to us and following us on social media. Um, Please, if you're watching us on YouTube, you know, please like and subscribe to our channel so you can get these notifications when we do these podcasts. And if you're just listening to us um, on your favorite podcast channel where you're just listening and streaming to us, we appreciate you tapping in and giving us a listen. And hopefully we continue to bring good content and, um, and entertain you guys, you know, as we do this, we love talking about it cause we do it anyway. Yeah. So hopefully <laughs> you like listening to us right on. So that's all I got, man. All right. All right. Well, until next time, peace out knuckleheads. Peace out y'all.